on WAJR AM and FM. This is the Talk of the Town. From Morgantown to Clarksburg, if it's happening, we're talking about it. Call the show toll-free, 1-800-765-8255. Now, here are your hosts for the Talk of the Town, Dave Wilson and Sarah Giosi. Some weeks, I don't know how we've done it, but we've done it again. We've made it to a Friday. Give yourself a big old pat on the back. Congratulations. Well done. Welcome into the program. It is a Friday. That means it is Anything Goes Friday here on the show. We'll talk about anything that you want to talk about. All you have to do is give us a call at 800-765-8255-304-TALK-304 is the text line. You can also tweet at us at Dave and Sarah AM is our Twitter handle. We would love for you to participate. We want you to participate. But you can do it for free. 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. No fees required. Not even three bucks a week to participate in this show. Uh, coming up today, we got... Oh, I didn't turn up your mic. What'd you Massey say? for a Friday yeah, just, morning. Just saying. Uh, look, we got a, several things to hit on here this morning. Uh, none of them, I, I don't know that we're going to go in depth on many of them. Some of them we can't because we don't have a lot of details. Um, and others, um, we're just, we're kind of trying to flesh out a little bit. Let me say that. Uh, so we're going to get into several things here right off the top. We've got an update from the Mountain Line Transit Authority to get to here in the first segment. Uh, next segment, Harold Shaver, we call him Swifty, going to join us. The uh, Best Chef Contest coming up next week in Morgantown. That benefits the Morgantown History Museum. Uh, Swifty will get us the details on that. And um, a couple of issues we thought were over. Done. May not be. We'll explain that later on as well. Tell you what, let's go ahead and let's get uh, let's go to the phones, shall wow, we? Wow, we've already got the uh, lines all full here. Anything People goes ready. Yeah, anything goes Friday, 800-765-TALK, 800 8255 is the phone number. I said we've got an update from the Mountain Line Transit Authority. Uh, on the Mountain Line Transit Authority board is Ron Bain. He joins us. Hey, Ron. Hey, how you doing? Doing well, Ron. Uh, what's the update from Mountain Line? Well, I just wanted to tell you, we just had a great night last night. We were down here at Stonewall Jackson uh, Resort, and uh, we were at the 34th Annual um, uh, Transit Authority for West Virginia Conference, and uh, we came away with five awards. Wow. Right. And, uh, I want to read those off to you if you wouldn't mind. I'm going to put you on speaker so I can read them, okay? All right. Ron's going to speaker here. Clearly a radio amateur. Go ahead, Ron. <laughs> can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'm a radio amateur. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here they are. Um, we got the 2018 uh, Driver of the Year for the state. That was Ann Kramer. We got an honorable mention for the maintenance driver of the year, Jace, uh, Justin Adams. We got the 2018 Best Marketing Program for their uh, driver recruitment video. We got the 2018 Best Management Innovation for a facility or system relocating without any service interruptions. We got the eight, 2018 Passenger Increase Award. And the last one, which was really special, was a 2018 Transit Manager of the Year went to David Bruffy. 
So those were the five that we got. Those are great. I'm honestly (laughs) no, Dave. I'm sorry. You got an award for getting kicked out of Morgantown. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to go back to the 2000 <laughs> Best Management Innovation for a Facility or System Relocated Without Any Service Interruptions. That was amazing. Matter of fact, our marketing person got a standing ovation for that. Uh, Maria was just, she was beside herself. She just, she was so happy about that. I'm, and, uh, I'm, I'm, but, yeah, uh, that the, uh, the whole room actually stood up for her because they knew when they read the, the paragraph of what happened uh, for a you know for our facility telling us we only had so much time to get out and then having the ability to not have any service interruptions for during that period of time was absolutely amazing. You know, I I, I didn't mean to circle back to that because uh, I I want to make sure we mention again um, Dave Bruffy uh, being honored and uh, he has you know Ron I don't. He probably gets more. I won't say he gets more credit, but he uh, probably gets more blame than he deserves um, when things go bad, or there's something wrong, or there's a dirty bus, or there's a bolt missing in a seat, so on and so forth. Um, but you know, being able to successfully uh, get that levy passed a couple of years ago, which which yeah. the transit mm-hmm. authority uh, certainly needed, and uh, being able to manage the move to Westover. Um, I know I was making light of it there, but being able to manage that and do that, like you said, without the service interruptions, uh, kudos to him and uh, certainly uh, deserving of that honor last night. I will tell you one last thing on that. On the move, we not only redid all the routes, but there were 12 routes that had a major change and four routes had to be added. And one of the things that was very interesting was that the 2008 Best Marketing Program for a video for uh, driver recruitment. Maria and her staff did a wonderful job. They actually had testimonials from drivers and like a day in a life of a driver, which they all loved down here, thought it was just a fabulous thing. So I just, you know, I just want to point out how there's, you know, there's good stuff. And, you know, this is a county organization. It also has roots to other, uh, you know, other municipalities in this county, but, um, this this organization is just absolutely spectacular. Well, congratulations on all the honors, Ron. And uh, are are you still down at Stonewall? Uh, do you got another day or? Oh no, I got to leave here in a few minutes. I got to go to work today. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good deal. Hey, Ron, thank you so much for the update. And uh, again, give our congratulations, congratulations. to uh, yeah. everybody over at Mountain Line. Definitely. All right, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it, Ron Bain, Mountain Line Transit Authority. Uh, he's on the board there. Uh, Several honors there. I was. Oh, I know it's not. I it's was not funny, ready. but it's not. I funny. was not ready for that. I know. It's just. It's so sad. Did they? Ma- <laughs> but if you have to take a really, you know, unfortunate, sad situation, at least this kind of good stuff came out of it. And like you said, I think they really proved how well coordinated they are. And I mean, there was a lot of barriers to overcome with that whole mess. <laughs> Which, by the way, is an understatement. So I'm glad. I'm glad something good came of that there for them. You know what? You just Jeez. want to go ahead and take the break. Yeah, I got to regroup. <laughs> I just I wasn't ready for. It sounded like they made up an entire award just to recognize the predicament that Mountain Line got stuck in, and how well they were able to manage that. I don't. <laughs>
<laughs> it's 9.15. We'll tell you about the best chef contest coming up next. It's Dave and Sarah. <laughs> You're listening to the Talk of the Town on WAJR. Couple of things that you might have thought were all wrapped up and done and gone mm, might be coming back. We'll talk about that coming up uh, about 20 minutes from now. Next week, I can't believe I'm saying next week on August 1st, by the way, uh, August 1st, 2019. Beginning at 6 o'clock in the evening at Lakeview Golf Resort and Spa, the Morgantown History Museum will be holding its 7th Annual Best Chef Cook-Off and Fundraiser. Uh, nobody knows more about it than uh, Harold Shaver. We call him Swifty. He's in studio with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. How you been? Busy? Yeah, staying busy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, doing what? volunteer work at the museum and... Driving a school bus part-time. Well, the, the annual event uh, benefits the Friends of Morgantown History Museum group. Uh, for folks, you know, we, we've got hidden gems all over town. Um, so I, I don't think your headphones not working. Just go ahead and take the headphones off. You'll hear a lot better. There you go. <laughs> all right. We'll get Rick on that as well. All right. Um, we got hidden gems all over town, all over the area. Folks may not know even exist. Um, for folks who are going, hey, what do you mean the Morgantown History Museum? What's the Morgantown History Museum all about? Well, our our uh, goal is to preserve a lot of the old uh, history of Morgantown going way back. And uh, we have uh, a lot of old businesses down there like Sterling Fawcett and, uh, you know, things from Sterling Fawcett. Some of the old businesses, General Woodworking, and uh, we currently have a uh, have had for a while that uh, an exhibit about Tony Pietro, but soon we'll be changing over to a uh, history of the rivers around Morgantown, Monongahela River, uh, Cheat Lake, uh, and uh, also uh, Decker's Creek. That'll be interesting. It All of it's interesting. For anybody that hasn't popped in, it is one of those gems that I think a lot of people don't even realize we have here. And I know for me, even something like you're talking about Sterling Fawcett or, well, my grandfather worked for them. So there's this little piece of uh, such localized history that can become so it's, it's almost intimate. The experience that you have with, with the Morgantown museum. I just love it. And we've got a, it's in the newsroom in our we actually have a bookcase in there believe it or not uh you brought us uh it's a history of morgantown book a hard hardback copy with pictures which is right up my alley by the way sarah i gotta have pictures uh, mm-hmm. of the history of the area so all that stuff if you're into that it's right here in town you don't have to go anywhere i i'm a little bit of a history uh, i don't know enough to be a buff I guess I'm a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> right? History nerd. So right up my alley. So with all that being said, coming up on August 1st, the Best Chef Cook-Off. It's a, an event and a fundraiser, and the proceeds go to benefit the uh, museum. Yes. Uh, you know, we're, we are funded by the city of Morgantown and the county commission, but we also need more money, you know, to buy things and operate. And uh, so that's why we have uh, this Best Chef contest every year. And uh, it's it's thoroughly enjoyable uh, event. So we get, I would assume, the best chefs from the area to compete in this, right? 
Yes, uh, it changes a little bit every year, uh, but uh, we do have a, a good base of restaurants that support us every year. Uh, participating this year, Sarah, are you sitting down for this? I'm ready. Bourbon Prime at the Waterfront Marriott, Lakeview Resort Golf Club, uh, Morgantown Flower and Feed Company uh, in the Wharf District. Uh, let's see, Table 9 in the Wharf District, mm-hmm. Lake House at Sunset Beach, the Preston Inn from Kingwood, and uh, Sargasso, am I saying that right? Sargasso's. Sargasso's mm. uh, from down on High Street, all going to be competing. So we'll get to the celebrity judges here in just a moment, Sarah, yeah. <laughs> by the way. But uh, so, so how, do this, how does this work? How do they, how, how's the competition go? Well, uh, 50% of the vote is from the people that uh, attend and uh, sample sample everything, and uh, 50% is the celebrity judges. Now, the celebrity <laughs> judges, Sarah. Guest judges and attendees alike will vote to determine the area's best chef. Would you like to know some of the celebrity judges? Uh, let's hear it. Uh, Chris Hall from My Kitchen in Morgantown. Uh, Steve Har- Hargos. Does that sound right? Sounds good. Okay. From uh, Duck Hollow Golf Club up in Uniontown. Matt Welsh from Wheeling's Vagabond Kitchen. Former mayor of Morgantown and former uh, House of Delegates representative Charlene Marshall, and uh, radio personality, and it says cuisine specialist, yours truly. <laughs> Honored to have you too. I'm looking forward to it. Here, my wife and I, we watch Food Network all the time, right, Sarah? Mm-hmm. And we watch these, you know, these competitions and these judges, and they're all going, oh, "Could use a little more seasoning here." And I laughed. I'm like, that would be fun to do. And I kind of, I think I jokingly mentioned it to you last year. I'm like, you know, you yeah. could use some celebrity judges. So I got invited. I'm looking forward to it yes. uh, coming up on Thursday. So, okay, so 50% is the people attending. How do I get to attend this event if I'm not, uh, you know, one of these highly regarded judges? Well, uh, of course, we have tickets that we sell at the door. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can also pick tickets up at the participating restaurants or down at the Morgantown History Museum on High Street. Simple as that. Tickets are uh, 30 bucks a piece. Uh, parking, uh, so this is up at Lakeview, so there's going to be plenty of parking, yeah, plenty, plenty of, parking. of space all over the place up there. And Dave, uh, Dave, I feel like you're going to be a tough judge. Well, the, As I reflect on this. The theme this year is woodland cuisine food. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. So, so to me, uh, and you know, woodland, that, that, that sounds uh, that like... Maybe yeah, deer. Kind of like venison, or, maybe, yeah, okay. something like that. I don't know. Huh. I mean, one of the restaurants is Bourbon Prime. I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be feeding me seed sprouts. Have you eaten there yet? I have not. Okay. Does it live up to the hype? Yeah, I, honestly, every restaurant on this list is, I, I love these restaurants. This is amazing. Uh-huh. So now. Yeah, yeah you're, now, you're next year. getting me in here. By the sure. way, our uh, our buddy, Aristotle, who handles the uh, video for the show sometimes, uh-huh. is going to be emceeing the event, correct? Oh, yes, cool. he did it last year, and he's very good. Yeah, so uh, our buddy very Aristotle neat. Jones will be the MC for the event. It runs 6 to 9 up at Lakeview Golf Resort and Spa. It's the, uh, what, seventh year you've been doing this? Yeah, wow. seven years now. Is it get a little bit bigger every year? I mean, how uh, it's we we only sell about uh, two hundred tickets, and we usually sell out every year. Um, but uh, you know, the um, it started out as the Zach Will Morgan statue event, and they included us to help mm-hmm. us with fundraising, and then they made enough money from the event for the statue, and so now it's just for the museum. 
It's absolutely. Uh, will there be other activities, raffles, drawings, anything yes, else going on? Uh, yes, there will be raffles and uh, a live auction. Uh, not a live auction, a silent si- auction. Oh, silent <laughs> auction. Uh, 50-50 raffle and a silent auction, Sarah. All right. Good. So, I don't have to work on my auctioneer voice over here. Maybe. Oh, we could do <laughs> next year, live auction. Although I think auctioneering, I think that's a union gig. We'll have to get you trained up for All next right. year. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, again, it's the uh, Friends of Morgantown uh, History Museum. Again, putting on the uh, 7th Annual Best Chef Cookoff and Fundraiser August 1st. It's at 6 to, uh, six to 9 at the Lakeview Golf Resort and Spa. Um, featuring restaurants and chefs from some of the best establishments in the Morgantown and surrounding areas. Am I leaving anything out, Swifty? Have I got it all? No, I think that, that covers it. Um, you know, just one thing about the museum is that, you know, we, we welcome... Uh, donations all the time and actually if you have something that you want to loan for a while uh, we do that we accept that too but our main our main uh, purpose is to keep old Morgantown alive including uh, Kearns Fort back in 1700s we have a lot of things about Kearns Hmm. Fort down there Uh, and our main thing down there that we have is Don Knotts we have a, a huge collection of Don Knotts stuff for people to see the museum's open uh, Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, of course, you can uh, pick up your tickets for the cook-off down there. You can uh, call 319-1800 or just you know stop down at the museum, check things out, pick up some tickets to go to the uh, Best Chef Cook-Off coming up next, uh, what is the first? Thursday. Next wow. Thursday up at Lakeview. All right. Swifty, thanks for coming in this morning. Thanks we appreciate for it. Uh, volunteering and uh, to judge this year, and you will walk away with a smile. I am, oh. I am certain about that. Look, you don't have to twist my arm too much to get me involved in some sort of a food, food judging contest. <laughs> Doesn't take much at all. Again, comes up this Thursday. Swifty, thanks for stopping by. Thank you. All right, uh, well, we got a couple. We got the news break coming up here in just a moment. On the other side. We will uh, get to a couple of those points I said I wanted to get to in the first segment, and, you know, then, (laughs) well, I had to regroup. Mm -hmm. I had to regroup. A couple of things to uh, hit on, including that uh, very tragic and and freak accident down in Marion County, as well as a man found here in Saberton, uh, not far from our studios here. So uh, we'll hit those. And some are asking why Monongalia County was not included in that uh, disaster declaration request that the governor made to President Trump. Five counties were included, uh, Preston, Tucker, Randolph, Grant, and um, I think Pendleton was involved in that as well. Uh, Montague County got some damage in those late June, was it late June, those flash floods that came through. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll explain why Montague County was not included in that declaration. Uh, And a couple of items in the city of Morgantown that you thought were probably done, over, kaput, had been put to bed. That may not be the case. We'll explain that coming up. And I was uh, perusing the uh, prep this morning, just going through, making sure we were on top of everything that we should Mm -hmm. be on top of. Got a couple of things I think you should just know as we head into the weekend. All right. A couple of very important items you just need to know. All right. It'll make your weekend better. (sighs) I hope. Actually... (laughs) Really one of them is just an excuse to play some prints on this show. So (laughs) we're going to do that anyway. So that's all coming up for you. It's Anything Goes Friday. We'll talk about anything that you want to talk about. Give us a call at 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. You can text us as well. 304-TALK-304 is the text line. Send us a tweet. At Dave and Sarah AM is our Twitter handle. 
It's Anything Goes Friday. You don't have to sing like Sarah does, but uh, we'll talk about anything that you want to talk about. 800-765-TALK. you can sing if you want to. Yeah, we've had that this week as well. We open you up. Uh, 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. Right now, 930, let's get a news update. Now, back to the talk of the town on WAJR. I'm actually a little nervous about this whole judging thing. Why? Well, I mean, there's, there's like real chefs who know what they're looking for here. Dave. Me? I'm just like, oh, that tastes good. One, you love food. Two, you're a judgy person. <laughs> this is going to be right up your alley. <laughs> I'm kind of judgy. I'm a little judgy. Uh, last uh, night, by the way, had, has this ever happened to you, by the way? Um, Jenna was coming home from work, and we we had already predetermined that uh, we were just we were going to pick something up for supper last night, uh-huh. and it was a choice between a couple of different restaurants. Anyway, uh, we decided on pizza, mm-hmm. and I said, if I call it in, will you pick it up and order it, or will you pick it up? And she goes, no, <laughs> and I went, yeah, okay, whatever, sure. Uh, she goes, no, I'm serious, I'm, I'm not stopping. That's out of my way. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I call in the order for the pizza. Well, Jenna comes home, and she goes, I got a surprise for you. I'm like, yeah, the pizza, right? And she goes, no. <laughs> and I went, well, I thought you were joking. I thought you were going to pick up the pizza. She goes, no, I told you I wasn't. And I'm looking at her just stunned. I'm like, I'm thinking, what's your problem? <laughs> well, she had stopped on the way home at a, uh ice cream establishment uh... and picked up these frozen like ice cream cupcake reese's ice cream cupcake interesting so like an ice cream cake but little but mini like a cupcake. versions yes wow. so she was I've afraid in 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 she the commute stop she didn't want to have to stop and because, wait yeah uh-huh. she was afraid that the ice cream was going to melt makes sense so did you feel bad i, I did because she, she goes well it was supposed to be a surprise you're a you know a reese's peanut butter cup you mm-hmm. know nut mm-hmm. and i went so what happened with the pizza? Though? Well, I had to go pick it up. <laughs> so did you have dessert first? No, I still. Oh, uh, you still say I can't. Okay, no, because you. that's just wrong. Really? Dessert first is wrong. Oh, I'm a rule breaker. But it's about as wild but, and crazy as I get. I don't. Too. Maybe it's been was just beat into my head as a kid. Yeah. Because that was the reward. If you finished your peas, you got. You finished yeah. all those peas or green beans or lima beans, whatever kind of bean mom was making me eat at the time. There was a light at the end of the tunnel. That's so funny. I was just reading a, a survey about kids being picky eaters nowadays, and it was talking about how many families make an entirely separate meal for the kid, and and they were having to encourage children to eat their meals by you know giving them a reward. But one of the things that they had to also encourage them to eat was dessert. What is wrong with kids these days? It was it, it was a crazy number, Dave. It was six out of ten. Six out of ten really? kids have to be encouraged was that, to eat dessert. Was that ever an option when you were a kid? No. I mean, I mean, not the dessert, but the option was you either eat what is in front of you oh. or you go hungry. Well, no, it was an option, and I'll tell you why. My parents, my mom said exactly that, eat or you go hungry, and I starved myself for days. So she started because I'm the most uh, I was the most stubborn child ever. So she started uh, helping make a couple of little separate things that I would also eat as side dishes because otherwise I would literally starve myself. I was I was a kid. I was really into uh, 
big machines, tractors, dozers. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I, I still am to some degree. But uh, that's a whole other story. So my mom would make up, you know. Well, if you want to, if you want to drive a tractor, you have to eat that. That's tractor sure. meat. Cause yeah. I, you know, I think it was roast beef was tractor meat, and there was <laughs> dozer meat, and I would scarf it down at that point. So That's you know, funny. simple, feeble mind. She was able to trick me. Yeah, but isn't that I always the reward was always dessert. Yeah. What, how do you reward a kid for eating dessert? Why do you have to encourage them to do it? Wouldn't it just be okay? Fine, then don't eat it. It's dessert. You don't need to eat that anyway. Yeah. That's junk food. Right. And then if if you're giving them a reward for eating dessert, what is it? Screen time? I mean, that's the only thing that... Hmm. How odd, right? Uh, Kids these days. Uh, there's no hope. We're all... We're all... We're, we're in trouble. Yeah, my kids don't get dessert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, Arlen thinks that orange juice is a very, very, quote-unquote, special treat. I can't wait to get the... <laughs> I You know, I, I hope his uncles and aunts just ruin him <laughs> and if not i'm going to make a concerted effort to get that kid some cotton candy <laughs> and then make sure you know, all just right guys sugar. see ya hey you know we host mon health talk on here all the time yeah. what are they always saying you need to watch know. your diet and yeah. then you'll you'll feel a lot yeah. better about life i'm just but, trying to know, do that for my kids or funnel like, cake will make you feel better we about do life all this too. other stuff to protect them i'm trying to funnel cakes help them out yeah well speaking of helping out <laughs> It's anything goes Friday, like by the segue? way. Eight hundred seven six five talk eight hundred seven six five eight two five five. That's the number to call. We'll talk about anything that you want to talk about. A couple of serious points we do need to hit on here. Um, still developing story in Marion County. We're waiting on official details, but uh, the Times West Virginian reporting that a man died after he was hit by a vehicle in the Woodlands mm. apartment complex. Uh, that happened yesterday evening. Again, we're still awaiting on official details. Uh, to be released from authorities. In Morgantown, an unidentified man was found dead on the rail trail in Saberton behind the uh, Spring Hill Suites Hotel. That's the one right off the interstate uh, where the now under construction sheets Mm -hmm. is located. Uh, Witnesses had said they, or at least one witness said he had seen the unidentified man alive earlier in the day. Um, Talking to some folks, this appears to have been, at least on the surface, a drug overdose. Um, we've been, we've been following up on the Boys and Girls Club situation in Monongalia County. Remember it, the, the Mountaineer Boys and Girls Club shut down, mm-hmm. um, last week, very, very suddenly, uh, talking to sources. Here's what, here's what we can tell you. The issues can be fixed. That's the good news. I, I'm, I very much believe the issues can be fixed. It will take a little time. And uh, many of the rumors that are flying around are greatly exaggerated. Um, that's about as far as I'm you know, yeah. at liberty to discuss at this point. All I'll say is you said it may take a little time. I'm interested to see because yeah. the goal is for them to be back up and running for school. But that's that's just now you know, less than a month away. Listen, it, it's no so. secret the old Woodburn School is, um, is, is not an adequate facility. Right. I mean, there are issues there with that building. Um, it's dilapidated. It's going to cost way too much. I mean, this is just, I mean, this is knowledge. This isn't anything that's secret. It would cost a ton of money to really, really fix that building up. Um, so anyway, that that's part of the issue. But uh, these are issues that I do believe can be fixed. And uh, the club will be back up and running at some point. Again, timeline, I don't know about that. Um, we had some emails come in uh, yesterday and uh, when uh, the story broke, well, broke, uh, was, was published 
that uh, Governor Justice was uh, sending had sent the request to the president for a disaster declaration for five counties because of those flash floods in June. Uh, Preston, Randolph, Pendleton, Grant, and Tucker counties. And a couple of emails came in to Metro News. Why Montingalia County wasn't included in that? Hey, there was damage here, too. Well, that is true. There was some damage, and we had talked to uh, Jimmy Smith after those floods. It was really isolated in the Cheat Lake area. Uh, Greystone sustained some damage. Uh, there was some homes, or at least I know of one home on Goodwin Hill Road that sustained some damage. Here's why Montegay County was not part of that declaration, is there is a threshold you have to meet to you know, be part of a federal disaster declaration request. Montegalia County, that's $2.4 million. Um, checked with some county officials yesterday. We're nowhere close we to just, that. Yeah, we just didn't hit that um, I, I totally understand. If, if you live on a road that got washed out mm-hmm. or your home got washed off its foundation, I, I understand why you would be upset. I totally get that. Uh, but the totality of uh, the damage here in Montegalia County from those, uh, from those storms and flash flooding just uh, did not Mm-hmm. meet the threshold to be part of that federal disaster declaration. So that's why Mon County is not included in that request to the president. So just want to clear that up. I know some people have been asking about that, uh, and and that's why. And and it's a very fair question. Yeah, sure, sure. But again, and hey, that's the good news, that we didn't have that much yeah. damage to that extreme. Now, again, if you were in the damaged area, it doesn't, uh, you know, I'm not it, helping you, but. That storm, I mean, you can... By the line of damage, you can see exactly how that storm came, and it mm-hmm. just just kind of clipped the, uh, I guess they'd be the eastern edge of Montegalia County. Yeah. All right. A uh, couple of things that you thought were over, done, may not be. We'll tell you what those are coming up on the other side of the break. 943. It's an Anything Goes Friday with Dave and Sarah. We're talking about your town on WAJR. We've been all over the place this morning, but hey, it's an Anything Goes Friday. We'll talk about anything that you want to talk about. All you have to do is give us a call at 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. 304-TALK-304 is the text line, and you can tweet at us at Dave and Sarah AM is our Twitter handle. So, a couple of things. Actually, to be honest, they had really moved back on my radar. Uh, on the list of items that, you know, we got a list in the newsroom. Keep it in the future file, the fabled future file. It's a very famous thing around here. And, you know, it's just it's something every once in a while you go, I need to just, just follow up on that and see if there's anything going on. Well, a couple of things that really kind of fall into the bottom of the list. And I thought, you know, I was going through the list this week. It was a little slow. So I'm just going to follow up on a couple of these things, see if anything's happening here. Do you remember uh, back, it was during the budget season, when the news first came out that uh, the city, city of Morgantown, actually the city manager decided, it wasn't a city council decision, it was a city manager decision, to um, no longer have a full-time attorney on staff. Yes, Instead, they were going to uh, contract that out. Mm -hmm. And that was all fine and good. Well, I mean. No. From elite, well. (laughs) From a, uh, we raised a lot of questions, but yeah, go ahead. Well, I understand what, you're, I, I what, know what I was you're saying, saying is, you know, that that part of the story is not necessarily a sticking point, right. although it has its issues. But that's 
It's not uncommon. It's not unusual. The sticking point came when the part of the contract was, oh, and by the way, you will hire our current city attorney. You will put him in your firm, and he will work for you, but he will handle our case. Really? Um, Before uh, City Councilman Ryan Wallace came off council in June, he had requested an investigation. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And it was met with, um, well, no reception, actually, at all. So... Kind of thought it was done and over. We hadn't heard any more about it. Then last week, this is why I got back on the list. Um, when the city of Morgantown responded to the firefighters' lawsuit, very last sentence in the story by Will Dean, um, in the response filed by city attorney Ryan Simonson of K. Casto and Cheney. Well, wait a minute. Did anybody know that? Did the city manager announce that? <laughs> Did city? I wonder if the seven members of city council know it today. Surely, yeah, give or take. When was that decision made? Who made that decision? Did the city attorney get to sit in on his own job interviews? Did he get to evaluate what firm he wanted to go work for? What's his contract? What's the contract with the city? All we know is that the city's budgeted, I think, four hundred twenty thousand dollars for the firm. I got a lot of questions. And again, how many times have we harped on communications, by the way, with this city and this particular city administration? I mean, we were, yes, I was laughing at the beginning with the Mount Line Transit Authority thing, but that whole issue was a communication issue. Not necessarily that you needed to move, it was that you needed to tell them. Right. So, it's always the who, who made the decision? How'd you, I got a lot of questions here. Got a lot of questions. I still think it's a charter violation, by the way, because you've completely altered an entire city department. But, hey, who am I? That's not over. I also question, as I've questioned a million times, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. But conflict Good, because we don't interest, have a lot of time. <laughs> you know, conflict of interest issues, too. So, anyways. Yeah. But there, you're right. I think it's odd, especially us being in media. We usually are getting this kind of information. We know about things. Well, this should be. This we should have been. A, did not know about shouldn't this. this been a press release? I, I, I mean, I, at the very least. You would think. Because it had been such a public issue. Of course, you can't notify people they're being annexed. So, uh, Also, this one's coming out of nowhere. This one wasn't even on the list. I've been hearing rumblings, and we're doing. We're following up now. I'm, we got more signature issues from all the way back in the municipal election. We've got, we have names that don't match addresses, apparently. Names that have dates of like, I, I saw one petition that had a date of August. August. And it was counted. You can't get petitions, you can't get signatures in August. They got to come within those, what, four weeks in January? And those were apparently counted on some petitions, not counted on others. Well, that's where it gets sticky. It would be one thing if you want to ignore the charter, but it's consistently ignored across the board. (laughs) You can't pick and choose and cherry pick when you want to or who you want to ignore the charter for. And if, I mean, if, how do you sign your name and put down the wrong address? (laughs) That's a question for me. But they were counted on some petitions, not on others. That is coming to a head as we speak. <sighs> I don't know. When are those uh, county elections again? Just wonder about County elections? They happen every May, or not every, but May and November. I'm just saying. May and November. I mean, look, 
We don't have time to go into it we, today. We have solutions the, for streamlining the, this is, is the yeah, point I'm getting some at. Some very good solutions. We're, we're not interested in doing that for some reason. Getting or rid of the signatures. <laughs> would, would, we would start there, actually. That's an old antiquated thought. It really is. Uh, yeah. it, it, candidates it aren't even... It more trouble currently than, than it's worth. Well, the idea is you go out and you meet people and you shake hands and you, you know. Yeah. But candidates aren't doing that now. Right. Well, I mean, some are. I, I don't want to throw a blanket, but... There are some candidates who have others go out and get their signatures for them. It's an antiquated system. But just keep your ears and eyes open for those stories developing in the coming weeks. Just when you thought they were over. In the meantime, there's still the annexation issue. The firefighters are still suing the city of Morgantown. Mountain Line has not completed that move completely yet to Westover. Uh, I mean, do we want to... Keep running down that list? No, because you know what? It's Friday. We've got the weekend. All right. I'm going to have about a minute when we come back. I'm going to tell you a couple of things you absolutely need to know going into the weekend. (laughs) Back after this. Join the conversation at 1-800-765-8255. This is the Talk of the Town on WAJR. Hoppy Kirchhoff will come up live from the World Scout Jamboree at the uh, Summit Bechtel Scouting Compound down in uh, Fayette County. That's coming up in just a couple of minutes. All right. I don't know why I found these interesting, but I just thought you needed to know them headed into the weekend, Sarah. Okay. Fruit Loops. They're all the same flavor. Did you know that? Just different colors. Huh. I found that fascinating. That's very tricky. And let's see, see if you can get... Ah, uh, you got the rundown. 1984. Today in 1984, this movie premiered in Hollywood. It won the Oscar for Best Original Score. Do you know what it is? Nope. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Let's go. Purple rain. Purple rain. <laughs> That's it. We'll give you that headed in the weekend. See you Monday. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.